Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy, A Wall, A Wall the Sultan, A Wizzle, Amir Hassan Walton, A H Walton. Yo, so I've been thinking. I was actually talking to a good brother of mine, uh, my boy Quentin Wright, DJ Q11. If you know him from Bowie uh, State University, or uh, if you're in the Chicago area, great DJ out that way, right? Um, he was talking uh, We was about to talk Because he's uh, getting ready To write a book himself And he was telling me Like you know I got like Seven different variations Of my name And I don't know which one You know I want to use As the writer As the DJ Like should I keep it the same Keep it the same man. I basically told him Man that's the That's the beautiful thing About you know Being a creative man You could do what you want You know You could do what you want and uh, so I told him you should You know Diddy does it Jay Z has 3,000 names Kanye all these guys got 100,000 names you know Wu-Tang you know they all got Separate different names Depending on what they doing So um, I'm actually If you've seen it you know As far as music It's A-Wall the Sultan it was a wall at one point, then I added the salt into it because you know sometimes you just gotta let people know this is this is royalty. You know what I'm saying? You are royalty if you listening to this. You 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 big shit, man. So walk in that. So it's a wall of salting for you know the music. I'm feeling a little braggadocious and boastful. You know, just a little bit, not too much. Um, if you've read uh, my book or seen it online, it's Amir Hassan Walton. And uh, anybody who doesn't know, I'm getting ready to, you know, venture off into film and television in terms of like, you know, my writing. And I think it's going to be A.H. Walton. I don't know what it is. I just want I think I want to roll with that. I don't know. Maybe because it has a European tingle to it. I don't know. When they're looking at it on the Emmys or the Academy Awards, whatever it is, they might be a little bit more inclined to give me some. No, I'm just playing. But I, I honestly just thought, I was like, you know, it's a different little variation I could do. I was like, you know, I got AWOL, I got Amir Hassan Walton. That's the full name for the book. It sounds very scholarly. So I'm like, you know, why not? Yeah, A.H. Walton. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. So if you see it on the big screen, it's, it's going to be that in terms of acting and, you know, directing, producing, screenwriting. That's what it's going to look like. So. Those are my three variations, y'all. Just so you know, if you see me popping up with them, I say there's something coming out and this name, a certain name is on it, it'll be pertaining. You should know what it's pertaining to. On my Donald Glover, Childish Gambino shit. Basically, same thing, right? So, <clears throat> since we're talking about movies, take a sweep right quick. Talking about movies. Now I've been hearing about this for a long Probably like the last I don't know maybe year and a half or so Year and a half Two years The Joker We got A new Joker coming So when I heard it I'm like no Batman Like just just Joker So I know you know they've been doing You know some origin stories You know some Venom you know, not used to really having Venom by himself or, you know, now we got the uh, Joker and whatnot. So, you know, when I first heard it, I was a little skeptical. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But 
momentum started going in the right way. I heard Joaquin Phoenix. And I was like, oh, Joaquin. Okay. Uh, if you know Joaquin, you know Gladiator, Signs. And the one that really... I ain't even watched the whole thing. I watched bits and pieces of it. But the one where I was like, he might be crazy enough to pull this shit off is a movie called, I believe it's called Her. And in the movie, he holds it down, but he is in a relationship, full-blown relationship with his cell phone, like literally. Held the movie down. I think, I'm not sure if he won an Academy Award for that. But if he didn't win, he got a lot of nominations, a lot of praise. And, you know, from the parts I seen, I was like, yeah, he crazy enough to do this shit. I, I, I like it. I like it. Then uh, I saw the cast started coming out. Robert De Niro. Everybody knows I'm a big De Niro fan. Love that. Scorsese films. The... The whole not Robert De Niro's in it. Heat, nigga, I love it. De Niro's in it. I love it. Okay, I'm like, okay, De Niro's playing a role. Um, then it gets the R rating. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be, this is gonna be special. I like it. Todd Phillips is doing it. The guy who did, uh, he actually did Hangover. Uh, and he actually specializes in comedy movies. This was his first drama. So I'm like, okay, he's jumping out the box. He got something to prove. I like it. Things are lining up. Things are lining up. And eventually, uh, you know, the week comes out and I start getting early texts like the movie's amazing. Joaquin Phoenix did his thing. It's incredible acting. Like, boom, boom, boom. And then I start hearing this fucking horror movie. So I'm like, what is the Joker eating niggas? Like he like what is he doing? Like what horror? Like horror movie? But it was a white woman who said that, and you know, you know, whatever. But you know, that's that's what she said. That's her truth. But you know, she's being a little extra with that one. It wasn't a I didn't take it as a horror movie. Psychological thriller is probably more the box I would put it in. But uh we went to go see it Sunday. And uh, I was blown away, man. And I, I told someone I had to, because uh, they, they told me it was like, well, the movie was good, but his acting performance was great. Like, I just thought it was a good movie, but his acting was great. And I told her, well, his acting is basically the movie, though. Like, that is the movie like I don't know if it was one scene where he wasn't in it like it was him front to back for them two hours and for him to build from this kind of timid guy trying to make it as a stand-up comedian mom suffering he's suffering mentally and really just not really having an outlet and it just building and building and building and building and building into a point where he couldn't deal with it. Uh, I want to say, I guess, in a positive way. Um, it was amazing. The character arc was 
amazing. Joaquin, the dancing, like the laugh, the comedy that like, he did, it was, it was an excellent job. Because I stopped myself when I first hit too. I'm like, man, this shit was good. But the way everybody was kind of talking about it, like, it was like, A1. It's not an action movie. It's not. And I kind of thought it was going to be that going into it. But it's literally how he became him. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was beauty in that. Because I liked the movie. I really did like it. And, uh, you know, it's just like when you come in there thinking it's one thing, but then end up being something else. But it's still dope. But you was kind of expecting something else. So you don't really know where to put it. But as I've had time to digest it, it was it was it was fire, bro. And I, I want to go see it again. I'm definitely planning on going to see it again. So Joaquin Phoenix, keep keep it keep it going, man. Uh, I know he said he doesn't really want to do another one. I keep telling everybody the Joker role is cursed. Like people usually only do it once, even if it's people who didn't go crazy. Like Jack Nicholson ain't really go crazy. My man, um, who was the gangster ass Joker from Suicide Squad, he ain't really go crazy. But he was doing some weird shit while he was in the role. And then Heath, you know, Heath was depressed and shit happened to him after that. And then Joaquin said he was in a real dark place when he was doing this shit, too. And he got very thin for a lot of for the for the role. It was a it was something to watch, man. I was like, he wasn't acting. He literally became the Joker. It wasn't an act. He became he became the Joker, so uh, I really would love to see him in a movie uh, with Batman, because uh, I'm very interested to see how he progresses um, and how much more ruthless he gets, because if you know that Joker, he gets more and more and more and more, so just to see what point he would be at by the time he matches up with Batman would be uh kinda incredible. So go check it out. Uh excuse me. Uh incredible movie. Uh super dope great acting performance. So make sure you check that out. Uh Penn State. We're not gonna take too long on this shit, but we are gonna talk about it because it is important. So over the weekend, uh, I was scrolling through Twitter like I usually do, and I came across a uh, article about a Penn State football player, uh, and his name is uh, Jonathan Sutherland. He has dreadlocks, or dreads, I'm sorry, and he's on uh, the Penn State football team. And apparently some old-timers, I don't know how old, but old enough, uh, got the letters uh, or sent a letter into the school saying, we've been Penn Staters forever, yada, yada, yada. But uh, in their words, watching the Idaho game on TV, we couldn't help but notice your, well, awful hair. Surely there must be mirrors in the locker room. Don't you have parents or a girlfriend who told you these shoulder-length dreadlocks look disgusting and are certainly not attractive? Uh, I'll let you read the rest of it online. But yeah, it's, uh, his name is uh, Sutherland. What did I say his name was? 
Jonathan Sutherland. Yeah, so just look it up. So basically, they sent in complaining about his dreadlocks and shit like that. So my thing is this. I don't know. They didn't say how old they were. So, I mean, who knows? It could be 60s, 50s, 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I, I don't know. But um, if you super old as fuck, we, I mean, you, you, you gathered your thoughts well enough to write a great letter. Uh, and it was very thorough in the way you felt. So I can't give you too much like it's dementia and shit like that. So I'm going to say you knew exactly what you was talking about. Um, but that don't give you the right to be an asshole, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like compliment the man on how he's playing. Move forward. And if that's something you really got a problem with. Like talk to the athletic department. Like that's not something. Like, cause honestly, who no? Who are you for him to even give a fuck about what he thinks or what you think about his hair? Like seriously. Like seriously. I know this is probably an old white man, a uh, old white woman. Like we get it, and uncultured, unseasoned, and uh, you know you felt like coming out your mouth and saying what you need to say. Like I don't think it was a huge deal in terms of you know niggas getting upset and all that type of shit about it but uh there is uh it does need to be addressed uh just from the standpoint and i think they have done it the players and the coaches just standing behind their players but it just shows you like some people are very uncultured uh unseasoned i think that's important uh one for you to have uh representation on your coaching staff uh, regardless if it's a predominantly white institution or HBCU uh, where you can reach all the kids on your team. Um, it's important to have people who can reflect or, um, you know, really, uh, um, you know, understand where the players are coming from, you know, from really the coaches to the staff to the AD, um, you know, even the teachers, counselors, like they need to have that in place because some shit like that, especially with it being, you know, a national thing, you never know how that can make somebody feel. You know, we like to say, man, fuck it, suck it up, you know, bitch ass nigga, like, you know, suck that shit up. But yeah, everybody's different. So I can't say how he should react to it, how he should feel about it. I just know he does feel a certain type of way about it. Uh, you know, and he said what he said. So, um, you know, this is my plug for historically black colleges and universities, bro. If you was going there, nigga, bro, the cheerleaders, everybody just be putting their hands through your locks, brother. They would love, they would love your locks, brother. So, you know, it's always an option. But, you know, for my good brothers who do decide to go to the PWIs, let's just make sure they get the representation they deserve, man, so they can have coaches sticking up for them the way Penn State's did and their teammates did because there are ignorant people out there and we can't let uh, ignorant people, uh, you know, somehow start shifting or, uh, you know, allow something stupid to happen. Like with the high school kid, I think it was a few years ago, the wrestler, they made him cut his locks like right before the, uh, the match. You don't never want that type of shit. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, anyway, let's just, uh, you know, make sure we do that. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Southern, we here for you, bro. Go handle your business. Finish out the season. You're undefeated. Keep it going. All right. All right. Now, Rihanna 
and the Super Bowl. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, it wasn't even technical difficulties. I'm gonna be honest. I just had to answer a text real quick. My bad, niggas. But you know, it's, it's all good. I still like the same. Rihanna and the Super Bowl, though. Rihanna and the Super Bowl. So if you know, uh, I think this was. I'm not sure if it was last year or was it last year or was it this year. This is a. This is a. This is a, this is important information. Either way, she ain't doing it, but I'm just trying to see if, you know, the homie had the audacity to ask her. But uh, Rihanna was asked that I believe uh, Tyler Perry's um, opening of his studio, you know, just about her stance with the uh, with the Kaepernick in the league and shit like that. And, you know, the Super Bowl type shit. They basically asked her, like, you know, um, were you asked to do the Super Bowl? And she was like, yeah. And um, they asked her, why didn't you do it? And she was like, well, I didn't feel the need to help promote, you know, anything they got going on. Like, you know, I feel like what they do on the cap is wrong. I don't fuck with them. Uh, And I'm not going to do anything to put more money in their pocket right now because, I mean, they're not doing it for cap. That's my guy. So. You know, that's just how I feel about it. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, I'm not going to be a sellout. Oh, yeah, she did that. Now, Jay-Z is her mentor. She knows exactly, you know, what he decided to do and all that type of good shit. So um, do I think it was a shot at him? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I do. I absolutely think it was. And um, I think that, uh, you know, she's firing where she's standing. At At the end of the day, Rihanna probably don't give a fuck about the NFL anyway. Because she probably like, bitch, I don't watch this shit. So, I definitely ain't got no skin in the game. And if I do got skin in the game, it's for my boy Cap. So, nah, fuck it. Like, I'm not doing that shit. And niggas don't get paid to perform at the Super Bowl anyway is the other thing we got to remember. Rihanna is a fucking billionaire. She don't need them niggas, Uh, which I think goes back to how interesting it is that Jay-Z did this shit. Because if Rihanna don't need that money, I know Jay-Z don't need that money. So it's just uh, it was interesting to hear her say that. Nah, I didn't want to sell out. And. If we being honest, bro, I mean, ever since week one, week two of the NFL, like, I ain't even seen my dog Jay-Z's name mentioned, like, shit they doing. Last I heard, J-Lo is doing the motherfucking Super Bowl in Miami, and I heard Uncle Luke came out and say some shit, like, all the great Miami artists you got out here, you're not going to, you know, let someone from Miami headline this shit, and... I gotta agree with that Pitbull Flow Rider You know Give Rick Ross Some goddamn stage time Trina You know what I'm saying Like you know Let's let's really go But if you wanna do The more family friendly Version then yeah Like I said You know Pitbull Flow Rider That's easy work So uh, Yeah Just a little bit Interesting Or maybe they didn't Want to do it either I don't know But I'm sure If Uncle Luke said that He probably got more Insider than we do So I'm sure They probably would've Did it so yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to hear what Rihanna has said about that. And she used the word sellout, nigga. Ooh. So I'd be kind of interested to see 
how that kind of goes from there. But, uh, you know, I'm with her, man. This shit fucked up, man. It's really, it's very, very, very fucked up. So, uh, if you aren't doing anything right now, I want you to bring out your cell phones. Type in YouTube at Google or go to your YouTube app. And I want your Rudy Pooh Candy ass. No. I want you to type in Imani Shani. I M A N I S H A N I. And uh, follow her YouTube page. She got some great stuff getting ready to drop. Uh, so you're going to want to be a part of that. Share it with a friend. Share it with everybody. And uh, yeah, that's going to be that. Uh, if you haven't already, pick up my book, My Historically Black Purpose. Available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible, wherever you want to get a book. I got you. All right. So go pick that up. My Historically Black Purpose. Share it with a friend. And yeah, let's keep this movement going. We got big things popping. All right. Now. Kicked out the goddamn cue. We got kicked out the goddamn cue. Sugar daddies. Now, I mean, you know, we 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 show we show a lot of love to my my fellas out here that love the trick. You know what I'm saying? We we had some some of the best triggers on the planet on this show before, so we want to definitely show love to our triggers, big triggers at all time. Now, there is a point in time where tricking will have you looking like an asshole, a weirdo, and in this case, a serial killer. So, it's a sugar daddy, you know, dealing with this young lady. She's in, uh, she's in law school. Her name is Amy Williams. She's 21. And basically... He gives her his credit cards, max out whenever she pleases, in exchange for pictures of her crusty ass feet. I'm a lion. I don't know if her feet is crusty. They didn't. They didn't put them on there. I'm not gonna do you like that, Amy. But yes, he. All he asks for is pictures of her feet, like so weekly, monthly, whenever he wanted. She gonna pop them toes open, whether they pedicured or not, fresh out the shower or not, been walking for long days of work or not. He just wanna see them toes busted wide open all over his iPhone 11 screen. And in exchange, she can take her and all of the homies shopping, maxing out the credit cards, shoes, jackets, lambskin, whatever she wants. Now, I'm. Not unfamiliar with guys, you know. Well, homies and homets. There's some female trickers too. Homies and homets that will spend a little money, you know, than usual. Take you out to eat, you know. Maybe get you a little bag, pay a little phone bill. You feel me? A little phone bill, you know. A little light bill, a little water bill, whatever it is, you know. But guaranteed 100% of all of the ones that I've came in contact with 
They was getting that happy ending at the end of the day. Real deal, holy field, stroke in, stroke out, up, down, flip, sideways, do it again. You feel me? Not him, though. This nigga wants pictures of the feet. That's it. Just pictures of the feet. Now, I'm not saying niggas can't have their own little fetishes and things they like to do. It's cool. But texting a nigga like, yo, send me pictures of these feet. I send you my credit card. Got serial killer written all over the shit. And honestly, Amy, I would be very careful with your toe picture output. You might want to think about bringing So I know you're 21. It looks good. You probably got student loans and other shit. And you're just enjoying life. But really think long and hard about if you want to end up this nigga's new window, curtains, you know, night lamp shade. His own bodysuit. You don't want to get cut up like that. I'm just saying. So be careful. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. You feel me? So anyway, Amy, this one goes out to you. Actually, not out to you, but to the one who you sending pictures to. Kicked out the cue, dog. Get your ass out. No hot dogs, burgers, barbecue, cornbread, collard greens, yams for you. That's my rant. So... Uh, this was a really dope one, man. Uh, in fact, I don't. Uh, I think I'm gonna skip this one actually and save that one for last. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Give me, give me, give me one second. You know, um, I'm getting bombarded with text messages because it's homecoming season and niggas is asking where I'm at. If you're listening, y'all, I'm sorry I can't make it. Won't be at homecoming. I'm actually in the process of getting ready to shoot this goddamn documentary. I got some really good people lined up, so I'll be going to Atlanta, and then I head straight to Houston for the Black College Expo. So I won't be able to sing it. Your boy, look. If if my pockets was like that, I would do it. I wish I could private jet it out there for at least Saturday, Sunday, kick it with y'all. But I ain't got it like that. Not yet. Working on it. So, um, but please, I know I say this every year, but please, please keep going. I haven't been in about three, four years, but I will be there next year. I will, I will, I will, I will. All right. So here we go. Jason Weaver, you may know him as the big brother on Smart Guy. Smart Gun. Uh, or on, I believe, was it Chingy Song? Every time we try to lease No, no, that was Tyrese Fuck, what was the one he did with Chingy? Fuck Anyway, that nigga got vocals He was young Simba in The Lion King So he sung I Just Can't Wait to Be King uh, Goddamn Akuna Matata He sung all of this shit At like seven, eight years I don't know, eight, nine, something like that Super young so uh, he had a story on Vlad And it's been circling the internet Kind of going viral um, Talking about How in 1994 I believe it came out 1994 uh, Him and his mother were in the Disney office And they said Look 
uh, we got a two million dollar check for you. Um, this is for singing both of those songs. We appreciate you. His mama said, "This is a negotiating table, and my negotiations are if we're gonna make this work, we want royalties for the rest of our life. Fuck two million. You can give us some money up front, a little bit, but we want royalties. I want to get paid." For however much this song is making However many times this song is getting spun Turned out it was the best decision they could have made If you know Lion King You know black folks, white folks, Chinese folks Brown folks, white folks, everybody Been singing that song For the last 25 years Easy, easy And it ain't slowing down no time soon They just fucking did a remake of the movie Do it on Broadway Show it on TV All that type of shit So The end all be all I'm not gonna stick on it too long Is Stick to your guns y'all And understand The value And long term wealth Versus short gratification You know what I'm saying Broke as shit right now. It would feel good. If them niggas would have offered me two million, like right now, I, it would have been very hard for me to be like, nah, nigga, like. Who don't want to be a who don't want to be a millionaire? You know? But you can still attain the same goal and get plenty, 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 plenty more. For the rest of your life as opposed to having it in that one moment and i think that's the thing we got to keep reminding ourselves of. so every time i see a story like that i'm gonna remind us because it's important that we keep hammering it home long-term wealth baby long-term wealth real quick another one todd phillips uh the guy who actually uh produced directed i think uh and helped write the joker movie uh he did hangover and at the time when they did hangover Uh, He was coming off a flop, um, which was Starsky and Hutch, so it didn't do as good as he wanted to, so he got the hangover. And I want to say, yeah, it is what it was. They wanted to pay him $6 million up front. I think the movie might have cost around that shit to make. They might have, yeah, they tried to pay him $6 million, and he said, no, instead. I want 16% of what the movie grosses. Gamble, but he trusted and believed in himself. So that 16% turned into 60 million. So he ended up getting 60 million off the first hangover from taking uh, the gross. You know, 16% of what it grossed. He did the same thing with the next two and ended up from those three movies, he netted $175 million total. Long-term wealth. All right? So, real quick, uh, we might have to do this one some next uh, week, too, so I want to read up on it even more. But the NBA. NBA is in a funk uh, for the China, with China right now. The NBA, National Basketball Association, is in a funk with China. Why? Uh, Houston's 
Uh, I want to say it might have been uh, somebody, maybe the president of the team wasn't the owner, but someone high up in that same circle office. He said, yo, stand with Hong Kong, what, they, uh, what uh, China is doing to them is corrupt, basically. It was a real short tweet, like five words. China's demanding apologies. They need to apologize for us for this shit. We demand an apology. Adam Silver came out and said, you know, this is not who we are. The Houston damn uh, owner came out and said, we're not a political organization, yada, yada, yada. And it turned into this big thing. They sent fucking uh, James Harden out there to apologize. And I'm sitting here like, damn, is this the shit Trump was talking about with these niggas controlling every fucking thing? Because these niggas sure is bending over backwards to make sure motherfucking China feels very good about shit moving forward, regardless of what the fuck is going on. Because we already seen what's going on with Hong Kong. So, uh, and I, I, I'm not as well versed on this as I want to, but from what I understand, you know, Hong Kong is an independent state, uh, independent country, but it's tied in with uh, China, but it's like, uh, you know, its own country, two systems type of thing. And um, they're governed separately. And I guess there was a bill being passed to be able to extradite people who did shit in Hong Kong to China. The motherfuckers in Hong Kong is like not having that shit as well as uh, other shit that they not fucking with. I think I had a list of them here. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Damn, bro. The fuck? I know I had the shit. Don't tell me that. Hold on, y'all. I want to read this shit to y'all because it was good. It was super good. It was super good. Okay, here it goes. I got it. So, basically, it says, uh, what do the protesters want? They want withdrawal of the riot description used about the protests, amnesty for all arrested protesters, uh, an independent inquiry into alleged police brutality, and uh, universal suffrage for elections to the chief executive and legislative council, Hong Kong's parliament. So they've been going at war for over this. I think this has been going on since August. It's been a big thing. And um, but the thing is, China is one of the NBA's biggest sponsors. They bring in a lot of money. Um, it's a lot of people over there. They're one of the biggest uh, consumers of the NBA. Uh, and now they're talking about cutting ties, so not showing NBA games. A lot of the sponsors that the Chinese sponsors are talking about.